0: Thanks so much for downloading our podcast. You're listening to Pop Queers on Joy
1: 94.9. Get ready to match
2: the stars.
1: Our first contestant tonight. Hold, a recent studio audience, look at these exciting
2: prizes. Brand new show, Tidal Compu.
0: Whoa! hello, hello and welcome to Pop Queers. Whether you're listening to us live Thursdays at 6.30 on Joy 94.9 or if you've subscribed to our wildly successful podcast, we're coming to you remotely from various locations around Melbourne and, in fact, Sydney, where we're being good and staying safe so we can Christmas together in person. We're pushing on with this spin-off of pop queers that we like to call Pop Quaranteers. Joy is, of course, Australia's LGBTQIA plus radio station and you've landed right here on episode 59 of Pop Queers. It's our weekly quiz show covering news, popular culture and some other pretty obscure stuff. I'm your host, Dee Mason. I'm very excited to celebrate Transgender Awareness Week and so is the person digging tonight's giant silver dong, preferring the pronouns she and her and assistant coach for Team L. It's PopQueer's designated survivor, it's Gay... Gaylee Davidson. Woo! Woo! Hey, Hey, cool. Welcome back. Hello. To Hi, quiz. Thank you so much. You know, Gay Galley, we're all part of this rainbow community, but our experiences are as different as different letters of the LGBTQIA plus alphabet are quite mm. distinct. If you're wondering how to be an ally to people in the transgender community, here are some suggestions right off the top of my head. Look around <laughs> your community at your office or at your child's school. Check whether there are trans exclusionary or discriminatory policies in place that you can advocate to change. Seek out stories created by transgender people as opposed to stereotypical stories by non-transgender mm. people about the individuals or community. And Good educate one. yourself, Gail. <laughs> yes. Things develop all the time like terminology and it's mm. great to stay informed, which also signals to people that you're doing the work and that you care. It's important. It is important. This week, yes, but all, every week, yes, yes. Absolutely. Hells Yes. As you know, Gail, each week on Pop Queers, we throw together two humans one a celebrity from the real and actual world, and one from the Joy 94.9 talent pool. And we pit their wits and knowledge against each other for the chance to win quite unimpressive prizes from our Pop Queers gift shop. So, Gail, tell us who do you have for us from the real world today? <coughs> tonight's celebrity guest is actually no stranger
1: to Joy. In fact, you may have noticed her as she is on The Drive Show every Tuesday, where she weighs in on theatre, TV and film happenings. And what gives her the right to critique? Well, maybe her groundbreaking role as Roxy Ling, the chiselled-cheeked, clairvoyant and best friend extraordinaire in SPS's Amazing Hungry Ghosts. And, well, also her position as a panellist on Sydney's Theatre Awards. Not to mention thousands of theatre reviews on her website, susygoesea.com. She may be wrong by name, but definitely right when it comes to everything else. Slinging all the way from Singapore, I mean Singapore, rolling with the pronoun she and her and batting for teams T and Q, welcome, welcome Susie Wrong.
0: Welcome you. Susie Rong.
2: Thank thanks. you. Thank you for having me. So nice to be with you. Yes.
0: Great, great to have you. And thanks, Gay Galley, for that beautiful introduction. Welcome again, Susie Wrong. Taking on Susie tonight is a ferocious reader and an, an aspiring author. Putting his bookworminess to good use, he will host the upcoming Joy's summer show all about books. It's called The Lit Show with co-host Andy McNamara from Joy's Three Chords and the Truth. You're probably already familiar with him as a co-host of The Gender Agenda, Thursdays at 8pm on Joy, where he and co-hosts, interview trans people, play trans musical artists and discuss international news that impacts the trans community. Hear, hear for representation, young man. In isolation, this 22-year-old learnt that his bedroom receives very little sunlight, which is fine for now as he reads books in small print with his boastworthy eyes. But take it from me, it ain't gonna last, kid, so pick out a cool frame or two now. He grew up on a cattle farm in Pakenham. Rolling with the pronouns he and him, and a threefer, he's batting for teams T, G, and Q. It's Joy's very own, it's Rowan Quinn. <laughs> hey, hey doing? <dear. laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Sorry, hey, Rowan, welcome. welcome. Pack-en-ham. Thank you for having me. Pack-en-ham. Pack-en-ham. He likes to Have pack. Have you
2: put me up against some smarty pants here?
0: No.
3: <laughs> no, oh my God, <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Just because we said his book
3: They said that it's yeah.
0: I hear books and I freak out I get scared yeah. um, Susie wrong how do you feel about people namely our producer Sananda here calling your hometown of Singapore Singapore
2: um, she's right in many ways uh, you know it's 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 sort of a <laughs> It's, you're going to love it if you love money, and you love glamour, you love luxury. It's got lots of that, and you know, it's got great food. Everyone says that. Yeah. And it's very clean everywhere. You can eat off the pavement. Um, and I have done. It, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have, and not just in Singapore. Um, look, it's a little bit uh, clinical. Um, it's a bit difficult. It's a bit hard on the soul, I think. So uh, I count myself very lucky to be able to live in Sydney now, although I do uh, suffer from homesickness a lot. Uh, Singapore is where I grew up, so I was born where a lot of my loved ones are, so I shouldn't be sort of bad-mouthing it too much. But (laughs) I've got the privilege of living here, and I'm very happy about that.
0: Susie, the feedback from Hungry Ghosts on SBS has been phenomenal. Did you expect it to be such a big deal?
2: No. No, I didn't. I think we we had such... insecurities about it you know uh we spoke i obviously I hung out a lot with the, the asian cast and because it's something that's so unusual it's never been done before we didn't quite know how people were going to receive it and we were you know there was a lot of um there was a lot of concern about, oh, is that going to be too niche, you know, the, the sort of information that we were providing. We didn't know where were, where were parts of the story that were universal and, where, where you know, we were worried that some of it might be too Asian. But I think it, it turns out that everybody felt like they could relate to it really well, so that's really good news.
0: Sometimes it's, it's interesting that the Australian market is more cultured and open than we give it credit for. Mm, you know. I
1: loved it and it felt very Australian.
0: Mm. yeah
2: I mm. think it, it, it and just and the lots. images of it really made it feel like, oh, this is our home, isn't mm. it? We don't see it very much on the screen, but this is exactly what I see on the streets every day mm. and that's wonderful and and you know, do you right we often sort of um uh, underestimate our audiences mm. um it is it is just part of our tradition we you know we always think that we are a very sort of down-to-earth a very no-frills culture and as a result the things that we create can sort of um, get trapped in that space of sort of Thinking that oh we are still doing Muriel's Wedding we're still doing mm. what's that Red Dog that sort of film
0: <laughs> or oh, Babe but actually but actually three great Australian have, films by the way
2: <laughs> yeah but but we have so we have a great capacity for so much more than that as Hungry Girls has shown not that it's incredibly sophisticated or anything yeah. but it, it does take us into. Um, you know, what it feels like new spaces, but in fact, these are spaces that have existed forever with us. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, final question for you, Susie Wrong. You have a double life because you're both a professional critic and a performer. Are you shit scared of critical review?
2: Um, no, because I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Look, uh, I, think, I think to be to be a performer, you just got to have really thick skin anyway because, mm-hmm. you know there's so much that's going to take you down, not yeah. just the, uh, not just reviews, but economic realities of all that. And that's all really really hard. If you're not going to be able to weather that, then forget it.
0: Yep. Now Rowan Quinn, mm. you're a writer yourself and an avid reader. Mm, yeah. Have you dreams to write for the small screen? No, I, I want to write books. Oh, so, <laughs> so old school for such a young man. It's ex- extraordinary.
3: Um. <laughs> Um, what what is uh what are you working on right now? I am working on a novel set in Dublin. It's like urban fantasy. It's murder mystery. I've got sixty thousand words that I haven't thrown out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, keep those ones. Uh yeah. So um, far. what can you recommend for all of us to read? Oh god, if you want trans stuff because mm-hmm. it's Trans Awareness Week, um, I just read. Uh, Something That May Shock and Discredit You by Daniel M. Lavery, which is a really amazing memoir essay collection. Um, and it's really funny.
0: Oh, that's the name of it. Yeah, oh. Something That May Shock and Discredit <laughs> You
3: is the name of the novel. I was going to say, I don't
0: know how that's going um, <laughs>
3: to... No, uh, and that's really, really awesome. I wish I'd been told because I would have brought... like I would have thought up yeah. some. but no, We didn't tell anything. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> mm. um, that one's really good because it's... Um, it covers a lot of pop culture, but it's also like extremely funny. Yeah. Whilst being a memoir, so mm. I like I like essay collections that are really funny. The other thing is, is that, that Australian th- Ron. Uh, no, it's not. It, I think he's a trans man from New York. Um, yeah. There's also uh, one of my favorite uh, trans uh, fictional um, books, "Confessions of the Fox" by Jordi Rosenberg, which is uh, historical fiction about Jack Shepard, the real life. Jailbreaker, mm-hmm. who broke out of prison mm-hmm. like four times in one year, and they just reimagine it as him being trans. That's great. It's oh, some, right. it's great. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, very
3: important, obviously,
0: as Susie has alluded to, to have um trans characters written into literature and to film and to mm-hmm. television as incidental characters, not as the uh you know the 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 nasty or the protagonist or the agitator. Is that are you going to write for trans
3: characters Um my novel the main character is not trans but there are two trans characters in it Um main characters are queer they're all queer because I'm not writing straight people no. Um <laughs> uh but yeah I I've actually I previously written stuff with like trans main characters this p- specific project doesn't have them though um, but yeah, I don't think I could do it without that. Like, mm. I think I—I mm. don't know how to write like a cis straight person. <laughs> right, okay, but you nope, know they nope. buy books, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> but like I'm not <laughs> expecting to make money. Okay, <laughs> get out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> one qu- one final question for you, Ron. What's one thing, one thing that we in the cis community can do today that will help support trans folk today?
3: Um. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, I think like you've kind of already covered some of the major bases, which is like asking trans people what they want specifically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, But I think that like you just have to, if you have a question, I think going to a trans person or a trans led resource is probably the best um, thing, but that at the same time treating the trans people in your life like normal people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Outrageous. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. I think <laughs> like that's sort of the most base thing for a person to learn. And then yeah. obviously there's mm. other stuff on top of that, but yeah, if you start there, you can't really go wrong if you're going in mm. good faith. Yeah. I've, I've learned, in, certainly in the last week, but
0: longer, that ask if you've got a question, ask. And then if you've got it wrong or if you've made an assumption, apologize and undertake to educate yourself and not do it again. Yeah. But don't be afraid to ask the questions because if you don't know, sure as shit, there's other people that don't know and are too scared to ask. Yeah, exactly. That's my takeaway. Okay, Gailey. you are the hmm. official Joy 94.9 pop quiz adjudicator in isolation for the love of God, Gail. How is all this going to work?
1: It'll go like a port one D. There are four rounds. We'll explain it all as we go along. Each round will start and end with this sound. You can buzz it in any time, but if your answer is incorrect, your opponent will hear the rest of the question and have
0: the chance to steal a point. The winner goes home with our prize du jour. Prize de jour, Gail? That sounds like a good time to prize open the doors of the Pop Queers gift shop. Tell us, what's our lucky winner going home with tonight? See, we're going full cosmopolitan tonight with something you'll find in all the great
1: cities of the world, from Paris to London to New York and even Singapore. It is, of course, the magnificent Rattus Rattus. Mm. This sculptural representation rivals Michelangelo's David, although this is made out of semi-hard plastic. Why should the fake rat just be celebrated at Halloween when there are so many opportunities for it to shine throughout the year? Leave it in the fridge at work, hide it in someone's shoe or pop it in the letterbox. Hmm. Our lucky winner will be able to rat on, rat off all year round. Just,
0: I know it doesn't translate well to radio, but Susie Wong's face when you were describing that, she could in (laughs) fact be the owner of that Hmm. there rat. Be yours. Susie Wrong, what year uh, in the Chinese st- signs were you born? Year of the Ox. Oh, you're an ox. Oh. Now, yeah, uh,
2: my father said that means that I'm going to be really, really hardworking and really resilient. He might have said really,
0: really hard work, but we, <laughs> we, we'll never know. I'm, well, of course, Year right. of the Monkey, Rowan. Are you a rat?
3: Ah, uh, tiger.
0: Oh, of course you are. Me too. Snap. Mm. Snap. Ooh. Oh, maybe you guys are born the same year. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, do <too>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if isolation and Zoom recording have taught us anything about radio, it's that homemade buzzers don't work. So for tonight's episode, you'll raise your hand and say your name when you know the answer and Gail will call on you. Let's have a practice. Susie, wrong. When you know the answer to a question, you'll say? Susie. <laughs> and Rowan? Rowan. Well, that just couldn't be easier, could it? Gail, it's time to get that dong of yours out and ding it till it's red because it's time for round one.
1: Round one is news of the week or thereabouts. Buzz in and win one point for each correct answer. You have three minutes to answer as many questions as you can. Read all about it when your time
0: starts. Now, what Hindu festival finishes this week? Susie. Diwali. That is correct. She's going to kill you, mate. Question two, which celebrity <laughs> chef is being roasted for posting... Susie.
2: Pete
1: Evans. What an animal he is. <laughs> yes, that's correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> which entrepreneur has launched his first manned space mission this
3: week? Rowan? Susie. Rowan? Oh. I think, was it me? Um, yes. No. Wasn't it... Um, uh, Tesla, dude. I've forgotten his name. It's fine. Yes, that's correct.
0: It's Elon Musk, (laughs) Musk. owner of SpaceX. Elon Musk stick, as I like to Mm -hmm. think of him. (laughs) The term "space Karen" was trending in relation to who this week? Space Karen?
1: Susie. Elon Musk. That is correct. Every answer from here on in (laughs) is Elon Musk. Question five. Complaining about the rapid COVID tests,
0: and someone called him "space Karen." (laughs) Battery Karen. A A doctor did. (laughs) Question five. Who has appeared as the first solo male identifying person on the cover of Vogue magazine? He's a dead set spunk.
2: Mm. Susie, Harry Styles. Correct. Very
0: good. The Sydney season of which musical has been postponed due to casting? Susie. Susie. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Correct. Which Nationals politician has said office rules should not prevent a boss sleeping with an employee?
2: Susie. Susie. What's his name? Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> his name. that's the question. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that's I, just, I was just him
0: last night. No, give up. Forget. Go on. Um, um, steal I don't it. remember
3: the name. <laughs> Told Looks you about Is
0: like like uh, it sound like barnacle oh, Boils?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah Barnaby yeah, yeah. Joyce. I, th- yeah. I think Rowan got that out actually just just <laughs> towards the end. Did he? Yep. What was announced Have as the that? word of the year by Australian National Dictionary Centre? The Australian word of the year. For twenty twenty. For twenty twenty. <laughs> Coronavirus. Close since COVID-19. related. Close.
3: What do you oh, do at home Isolation. Um, it's Iso. Oh, ah. uh, mm. The Australian nickname for isolation. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yes. The city of Melbourne is considering cutting the cost of what to entice people back to the CBD? Oh, I hope it's donuts. Mm. Mm. What no, would the city fluffy. of Melbourne cut the cost of? Points for you. To entice people back to the CBD? Can I guess? Susie right? Parking. You guess. Susie? Oh, I Susie. I said parking. Uh, that is correct.
2: Was oh. that
1: Yes.
0: I mean, yes, she didn't raise her hand. I'm just saying. She did. I did. She, did. Yeah, she did. Well, I, I was it. not looking at you, Susie, so I should <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm Singaporean. I obey all the rules. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> final question. It's been very good so far. <laughs> Who told Trump to stop playing golf and start handing over?
3: Uh, Rowan, was it ScoMo?
0: No. Oh, no. I, I wish it was. Else. He's a As is. Imagine that. ScoMo grows a pear and tells Trump what to do. <laughs> no, didn't ScoMo do something? Uh, where it he was, was trying, Joe he was Biden.
3: Corona advice to Trump? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. It was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was a fast <laughs> and furious <laughs> round. That brings us to the end of
0: round one. I'm going to throw over to our producer and assistant scorekeeper in isolation, Sananda, for a
3: tally. Looks like we have two smarty pants on the show today. Rowan has three points. I think. Um, and <laughs> Susie has six. Woo!
0: Okay, let's keep it rolling and push on with round two.
1: Round two is our culture segment and we're playing a game we like to call Tilm and Vision," with questions all about the big and little screen. Win one point for each correct answer. You can't handle the truth
0: when your time starts. Now in twenty seventeen La La Land was announced as best film at the Oscars, but the real winner Rowan Moonlight (laughs) Rowan. Moonlight. Yes, correct. Rowan keeps looking at me and not you, Gail. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm (laughs) over (laughs) here, mate. Let's pretend (laughs) I'm not here. Question two, which popular T V show documented the feud between Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic? Tiger King? Rowan Rowan had it. Rowan had it. Question three. How many movies are in the Toy Story series? Susie,
1: four. Susie, incorrect. Five. Uh, Rowan is correct at five. A lot more than I thought.
0: I want hands up and I want pause until you hear your name called Susie or I will steal a point (laughs) off you. Okay. Question four. Which Netflix series starring Kristen Bell as Eleanor Shellstrop was based in the afterlife? Rowan. Rowan. The Good Place?
1: That is correct.
0: In which animated movie series does Steve Carell voice a criminal mastermind named
3: Gru? Rowan. Rowan. Despicable Me? That is
1: correct. Mm -hmm. Here's a fun fact. Rowan was 12 when the first one (laughs) came out. (laughs)
0: Question six, which law firm, Dramedy, starred Meghan Markle? Rowan. Susie. Rowan. Suits. Yeah, running all over this one. Question seven, which 2018 (laughs) Marvel movie had a mostly black cast and made... Susie.
3: Rowan. Uh, Black Panther.
0: (gasps) That is correct. Question eight, what long-running TV show is about brilliant physicists and flatmates Leonard and Sheldon? Rowan. Rowan.
3: The the Big Bang Theory. I'm getting nerd vibes
0: from Rowan. (laughs) 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 Question nine. What was the name of the first foreign language film to win the Academy Award? Rowan.
1: Rowan.
3: Parasite?
0: Yes.
1: (gasps) I don't think you've been reading books at all, my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Final question. Season two of which UK TV series featured the hot priest? Rowan.
3: Rowan. Rowan. Fleabag.
0: Wow. Oh, man. Rowan. Correct. Did I even get one? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't you be sorry. She didn't apologize for creaming you in round one. Time's up. Over to you, Sananda, our assistant scorekeeper. How are the scores looking at the end of round two?
3: Wow, I don't know where Rowan finds the time to read because it seems he's watching TV. He got all 10 points. I haven't (laughs) watched any of them. Sorry, You're at
0: six. Wow, what a turnaround. And Susie Wrong, you want to be my TV reviewer. That's hilarious.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you have just joined us, I think it's fair to say you've missed approximately half the fun. This is episode 59 of Pop Queers on Joy 94.9 with theatre critic and actor Susie Wrong here with us, as well as the host of Joy's The Gender Agenda and The Lit Show, Rowan Quinn. I'm your host, Dee Mason, and I'm joined by Joy's chief adjudicator, Gay Gailey Davidson, and our scorekeeping producer, Sananda Gail. How about you bang that big metal thing of yours and let's get round three underway. We're mixing it up with a multiple choice round.
1: You'll each be asked your own set of questions, so unhand your hands up. To celebrate us all making it through Friday the 13th last week, we're going to look that cursed day right in the eye. Win a point for each correct answer. Susie won the toss and has elected
0: to go first. Rub your rabbit's foot till it's red when your time (laughs) starts. Now, five questions for you, Susie Wrong. One, what is a potential religious source of fear of 13? Is it A, the number of Adam's ribs, B, 13 people seated at the Last Supper, or C, the number of deaths in the New Testament? Why do the religious folk fear the number 13?
2: I feel like I've heard that it's to do with B. 13
1: people at the Last Supper. Supper. Judas was described as the 13th guest
0: question two the movie friday the 13th was originally going to be called what was it a bloody blood lake b teenage death weekend or c long night at camp blood friday the 13th original name working title
2: c
1: long c night c at blood correct. camp
0: correct There's Question wrong,
1: is on the way back <laughs>
0: Well, she's concentrating now. She's got her fingers in her ears. Question (laughs) three. In France, it was considered bad luck to seat 13 guests at a table. So waiters would do what? A. Refuse to seat more than 12 guests. B. Put the 13th guest at a tiny side table. Or C. Seat an egg as the 14th guest.
2: I feel like it's very French to do A, but I feel like C might be a cute answer. Let's go with C. C is actually the right answer.
0: There's yeah. a wow. egg guest as the
1: 14th person at the table. Three
0: from five. Question four for you, Susie. Wrong. In 1995, Finland named Friday the 13th what? A, National Accident Day, B, Stay Home Day, or C, Get Drunk Day. Why not all three? Uh, <laughs> National like, accident, like.
2: day? No, accident Day. Now let's do Accident Day. That is correct. I did Promoting safety. Oh. <laughs>
0: Question five. French Lick Springs, Indiana enacted what law for Friday the 13th? Was it A, all mirrors to be covered? B, black cats must wear a bell? Or C, no flying on a broomstick? (laughs) Uh, A. All mirrors to be covered, Gail.
1: No, it's actually B. B. Black cats must wear a bell as a measure to alleviate mental strain on the populace. Oh, that's cool. That's
0: good. Very well done, though. Four from five. Question Excellent Five questions for you, Rowan. Question one. What can be a good thing to do on Friday the 13th? A. Eat turkey. B. Have a wedding. Or C. Die. Die? I'm Question.
3: just going to go with that.
0: Is mm. it die game? No. Interesting
1: insight into your psyche. But no, it's B. <laughs> um, have a wedding because that
0: can be discounted because they're... It's oh. not a popular date to get married. Oh, good oh. idea. Question two. It's because all the black cats are wearing bells, Gail. Mm, Question right. two. Who was fittingly born on Friday the 13th? Was it A, Dracula, B, Alfred Hitchcock, or C, Jack the Ripper?
3: Who was born on Friday the 13th? I'm going to go with Hitchcock, I'm guessing. That
1: is correct. Yay. Uh, and his first film was called Number
0: 13, but it mm. bombed. Ah. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, it's because it's bad luck, Gail. Mm. Question three for you, Rowan Quinn. What milestone is typically reached on Friday the thirteenth in the US? Is it A the highest single-day financial slump due to people too scared to travel to work? B the highest number of car accidents? Or C most babies conceived? Ill. Oh
3: God, I'm going to say car accidents.
1: Okay, is it B? It's actually incorrect. But it's mm. the highest single financial slump, $900 million. Really? Uh, because people are too scared to travel to work.
0: Oh, wow. Who knew Americans were that sign. gullible, gale? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> <It> <laughs> Question four for you, Rowan. In England, babies born on Friday the 13th are what? A, given away. B, laid on a Bible. Or C,
3: named Jesus. Laid on a Bible? Yes, they are.
0: <laughs> By which we mean... Laid, laid
3: on, on a baby <laughs> question
0: five final question in this round in 1976 new yorker daz baxter was apparently so afraid of friday the 13th that he decided to stay in his bed what happened a his bed caught fire b his apartment block collapsed or c nothing
3: Pump block collapsed
0: it did oh wow. well done. Mm.
3: Some guesswork,
0: some knowledge, some fun. all guesswork. (laughs) That brings us... anybody's rat. (laughs) Anybody's (laughs) rat. That brings us to the end of round three. The all-important multiple choice round. Uh, Sananda, I'm going to hand over to you for the update in the scores.
3: All right. uh, Susie worked her way back into the running. She's at 10 points. But uh, Rowan scored a couple there, taking him to 16.
0: Susie... You get a wriggle on. I'll try, I'll try. <laughs> Gail, feels like a good time for our fourth and final round. We're back on the hands up for round four.
1: We're getting back on the entertainment hobby horse with a game we like to call Where Am I? where we ask very random questions about fictional locations from television and movies. Oh. You want to be where everybody knows your name when your
0: time starts now. If you're having a coffee at Central Perk, which sitcom? Susie. Susie. Friends. That is correct. Question two. Where are you if you are in the lickable wallpaper room? It's not the glass house. Oh don't know.
1: Lickable no, wallpaper. No idea. You would have had to have received a golden ticket yeah. to get there. Rowan. Oh. Rowan. Uh,
3: Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. That is correct. Which superhero Which superhero
0: world are you inhabiting if the local paper is the Daily Planet?
3: Uh, Rowan. Oh,
1: Rowan.
3: Uh, that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Marvel Comics Universe. No, no, it's the DCU. <laughs> no, it's Ooh, um, it? the Daily Planet the is where Clark Kent works. Which superhero is it's it? Superman. Yeah. Yes, correct. Okay.
0: <laughs> and that's <laughs> a long answer. Sorry. And then the right one. Uh, Question four. If you're visiting an island where dinosaurs have been brought back to life, where are you? Rowan. Susie. Susie. Jurassic Park. You are indeed. Which high school do Archie, Betty, Jughead and Veronica? Rowan. Rowan. Riverdale High. Say again? Riverdale High. Riverdale. Who lives in a pineapple in the city of Bikini... Rowan. SpongeBob SquarePants. Hmm talk to me with that attitude. (laughs) (laughs) I don't write them. In what blockbuster TV series might you visit King's Landing? Rowan. Rowan. Game of Thrones.
1: I don't think you've read a book in
0: your life, (laughs) (laughs) if I'm honest. (laughs) Question eight. Which park is inhabited by Stan, Kyle, Kenny and Cartman? Susie. Uh, Susie. South Park. That's correct. Who killed Kenny? Question nine. Which family lives in Springfield? Rowan.
3: Susie. Rowan. Uh, the Simpsons. They do.
0: Question 10. Only a few residents of Hawkins, Indiana are aware there is Rowan. a portal. Stranger things <laughs> Yes. Okay, wow. Well. Here's <laughs> one for you, Susie Wrong. Carol <laughs> King runs a music store in Stars Hollow, Connecticut. In which TV series? I don't know this one. Carol King.
3: Oh, in yes. a TV oh. series.
1: And she sings the theme music. Like Lorelai and.
3: Oh, Rowan. Is Rowan? It Gimel Girls?
1: It is indeed.
3: Oh. I mean, <laughs> Susie,
2: you've been schooled! No, <laughs> a lot of that's really nerdy,
0: right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, it <Yeah>.
2: really is. Yes. <laughs> And
0: SpongeBob and SquarePants. <laughs> SpongeBob and SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> brings us. I, no, I, I almost got Superman, to be fair. <laughs> to be I
3: almost t- didn't, sir.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're both being a bit too kind to each other. That brings us to the end of round four, Gail. It's nail-biting stuff while you and Sananda are tallying up the scores for the all-important final round. Let's have a word from our supporters.
2: Hi, this is Suzy from Hungry Ghost on SBS On Demand, and you are
0: listening to Pop Queers on Joy 94.9. Oh, you're back with Pop Queers on Joy 94.9. We're at the curtain call end of the show where I get to ask you the question, Gay Gailey. Are we in a position to anoint a winner for episode 59 of Pop Queers, or will I need to drag out that pesky old tiebreaker question yet again?
2: (laughs) I'm losing, I've lost so badly. What tiebreaker are you talking about?
0: Did I ask you the (laughs) question?
1: We're building suspense. Uh, Dee sonanda has been double-checking and triple-checking, but it appears we do, in fact, have a winner. It was a valiant effort by Susie, who earned 14 points, but tonight's top Queers Clear winner is Rowan with 22 points. He'll be taking her
0: the Rat of the Year. Rat of the Year. Oh, Oh, Rowan, you must be thrilled. Mm. Is there room for that in your dark, dark bedroom?
3: Yeah, definitely. Or in my Very Afraid of Rat's Father's Bedroom, maybe. (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) That is great. Wherever Um, it is,
1: you're pretending to read and you're actually watching
0: the television. Ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't ask any book questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, that seemed (laughs) rude. But we didn't need to. Sadly, that is all we have time for. Big congratulations to our contestants. Thanks to Susie Wrong. If you haven't seen Hungry Ghosts on SBS On Demand, we highly recommend it, especially for Susie's performance as clairvoyant Roxy Ling. Also, go to See to read her critiques of Sydney's theatre shows. And, of course, Susie is on Joy Drive every Tuesday, sharing her expertise on what's hot in entertainment. Follow Susie on Instagram and Twitter, at Suzy Wrong. And thanks to Joyzone, Rowan Queen. You can hear Rowan chatting about books with Andy McNamara on their new summer show, The Lit Show on Joy, and also catch The Gender Agenda on Joy, where Rowan and friends talk about all things trans. Catch up on those podcasts at joy.org.au forward slash The Gender Agenda. Shout out to Gay Gailey, the official pop queers adjudicator, to our assistant scorekeeper and pop queers producer Sananda. And as always... To our long-suffering podcaster, the very silent Jamie Holt. I've been Dee Mason. Please take a moment to acknowledge Trans Day of Remembrance tomorrow and maybe reach out to a member of our trans community. We'll see you here next week. Same pop time, same pop station. It's Pop Queers on Joy. You've been listening to Pop Queers, the podcast on Joy 94.9. You can catch us every Thursday night, 6.30 on Joy 94.9.